Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and this is the 300th time that I've said this. Ah, who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I am a sex educator and a porn maker, and yeah, I've done this more or less 300 times, which is bonkers. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is slightly more than 300 for two reasons. One of them is that sometimes we fuck up and we have to do it again. Mm-hmm, and the other reason mm-hmm. is sometimes uh, my friends are like dunking on me and making fun of the way that I say the intro of this show. And so I have to do it as part of those discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> fun times. Anyway, happy 300 episodes to Happy 300 you. episodes. Yeah. yeah, and to our listeners. Wait, to me as well. or the listeners? I mean, I guess them too. Yeah, I mean, most to mostly to you. you. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that is actually pretty fucking impressive. It's also going to be six years this September that we've been yeah. doing this show. How is that possible? I don't. It's truly wild. It is probably one of the things I've committed to longest in my adult life, frankly. Yep. Which should come as no surprise as the ADHD uh, <laughs> host of the show. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, no, it's fucking wild. Look at us go. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even, I mean, sometimes it's felt difficult, but mostly when it's felt difficult is because I was like feeling burned out on work in general. <laughs> right. But it, like, it's felt difficult when everything feels difficult. But yeah. But compared to a lot of my other work, it has not really felt that difficult. I I actually look forward to editing this show every week because it's like, I just get to listen to me and my best friend being goofy together. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love getting to record it. It's fun times. Anyway, we yeah. had a cute idea for this episode. Yeah. So if you listened to the end of last week's episode, then you know that we were a little bit scrambling. We were like, what the hell are we going to do for episode 300? And then as soon as we stopped recording, Bex was like, because oh, I have an 300 episodes idea. in, we're professionals, by the yes. way. Can we do <laughs> 300 episodes in, we're four days away from this recording. Like, oh, shit, a milestone. Fuck. We're still doing our best out here, y'all. <laughs> anyway. So the idea you had, and you you lampshaded it a lot by being like, also, if you don't like this, that's fine. Or like, we can come up with other <laughs> stuff or whatever. But you were like, maybe we could do, we could each say our top three of like a bunch of different categories. And then I was mm-hmm. like, and we should get high, hypothetical yes. style. Because that's just, I feel like that's what we do when it's a celebratory episode. I, I it is. Know. It is. And I feel like anytime we're playing... I don't know, a game to get more information about each other's brains, which is essentially what any of these kinds of style episodes are. Uh, being a little extra silly is like, like I, th- I obviously also had a- access to the Discord where we collected a lot of these top three things, and I thought about doing them in advance, but I always feel like they're more fun when we're just pulling off the top of our heads and yeah. like a little silly. Yeah, it does mean that I will probably have to edit out a lot of us going, oh, let me think about that. But that's fine, because what I leave in is going to be gold. Me just staring off into the distance. <laughs> There's so many long sighs on the on the high episodes, just like, huh. <laughs> they really are. All right. So 
I think it is time for us to smoke and get silly and then come back and answer some of these questions. Okay, important question first. Did you save the silly sound effect that you're going to put in here? (laughs) Or does future you have to go digging through the internet for another one again? I must have saved it this year because I specifically (laughs) talked on the episode about how I was so mad at myself for not having saved it the previous year. I must have. And if I did That's like a reminder for future you. Yeah. Someone's fucking with my computer if I can't find it on here. (laughs) (laughs) Well... We shall see. Hello, we're back. Oh my gosh, we're so silly. There's going to be so many bloopers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. Yep. Stick around at the end, y'all. Okay. Uh, do you want to? These episodes ask first are always or... more bloop than show. Oh god, <laughs> sure. Do you want to ask first or be asked first? Yeah. Um. I'm going to ask first, okay. and I'm going to ask you your top three pain implements. Ooh, I like this question because pain implement is such a broad term. And I know. All of mine might be impact implements. Uh, I really like my bat from Wheel and Breach. Mm-hmm. Side note: mm-hmm. What the fuck's going on with Wheel and Breach? Their website has been, everything's been out of stock forever, and they haven't posted on Instagram for like years. I think that they have just like fully shut down, and it's quite sad. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe they don't have the bandwidth for it during the pandemic anymore, or something. Yeah, reasonable. Um, so we the bad by Wheel and Breach. Shops. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, also, my Wheel and Breach mallet which was a custom job and it's like mm-hmm. the thuddiest thing in the world obsessed mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might be, it might be the stone crop, which oh, I yes. got when we were in Minneapolis at leather and lattes, which was a kink themed coffee shop. I don't think it's around anymore, but it was like a coffee shop that just like also sold a bunch of kink equipment. And there was just like a bunch of leather perverts in there always. That place <laughs> was fantastic. And that crop was fantastic. I yes. had one too. It ha- has been broken. Um, it but, shattered on the base so of a good. pure plug. I, I mean, know. that's It's quite sad, but that is a very dramatic way for it to go out, I have to it say. It is. It didn't feel that dramatic at the time, but... It was very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm going to do an honorable mention that's not an impact toy, which I have mm. this thing called the Steel Dragon Claw by Honor Clothing. I don't know why this oh. fetishwear company makes a steel dragon claw, but I call it the weird scratchy thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a back scratcher, but kinky and sharp. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. What about you? Pain implements. Okay. First of all, sorry, I have to show you. I have to send you a link to a place that I don't own any of these pain implements, but they are at the top of my wish list right now. Um, and you were talking about the wooden stuff from Wheel and Breach, mm-hmm. and it reminded me. So they are not doing stuff right now because they're trying to save their stock for summer camp. Mm-hmm. But if you look, scroll down through the reviews, you can see their wooden bubble paddles. Mm-hmm. See that, like, raised wooden, yeah, like, bump it they're so thuddy and neat they have a bunch of them in like lexan they have the puppy shape ones that are cut out they also have mm. ones with like the raised bumps 
which are like wild, and their Lego paddles, which are terrifying, and I need them. Oh yeah, I saw you posting the Discord paddle, uh, the di- <laughs> Discord paddle, the Discord <laughs> server about Lego paddles. Yeah, that se- that seems ouchy. I don't oh, know. Oh, it seems about that. awful. It's terrifying. <laughs> I need it deeply. It's <laughs> terrible. Um. Yeah, I held one and like poked at it and was like, oh. Anyway, I'm going to go off on 16 tangents. I'm supposed to be listing top three pain implements that I own and have and not yeah. ones that I am lusting after. Um, so, all right. Oh, for, this is a great moment to say I am not putting my top threes in order pretty much ever. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, w- I wondered if we were going to lay ground rules on that. I didn't even think yeah. to do it with that answer. No, but. fuck y'all. I'm too high. You are getting a cluster of three things that I adore. I'll <laughs> say I might do orders, just sometimes it pleases me, but I'll only do it if I have a clear order in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it will matter, but like yeah. for the most part, no, I'm I'm very happy that I'm going to remember three things for each category that I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the other reason I didn't plan ahead because if I really tried to narrow down what my single three favorite anything were, yeah, you get uh, too obsessive. I yeah, I'd wind up in like a little puddle on the floor. Like you can't. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, and part of that lose, is I know that. Like when I when I listen back to this later, I know that there's going to be several categories where I'm like, shit, why did I say that when the answer is obviously this other thing? And the thing is, that's just podcasts just happen that way. You just have to say what's in your mouth at that moment. <laughs> like, and this is why it's better that we're high. <laughs> <laughs> we have plausible deniability. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Are you going to answer your three, implements? <laughs> three, yeah. 16 caveats and many, many more bloopers later. We have um, 61 categories on our list, and we're in the first one right now. <laughs> I got this. First implement, um, evil sticks. I fucking mm. love them. The way, like, because they're a particularly unique kind of pain, their impact, but it's the kind of impact that the best thing I can compare it to that a lot of people feel is like a rubber band snap. It stings for a second and then it just radiates throughout your skin and is hot and there's Ooh. no getting away from it. You just got to kind of sit with that pain um, and it's pain that your own body is doing to you and like, oof, it's very, very good. It's one of my favorite ways to end a scene. Fucking love evil sticks. Uh, second pain implement. Um, oof. Oh God, I got lost and thought about evil sticks. <laughs> Um, all right, so the first thing that's coming to mind is the leather toss that I have. It's spelled T-A-W-S-E. Is that one of those things that's like, um, it's like two pieces of leather? Like it's like a piece of leather that's been like, yeah, it's, yeah, like a devil's tongue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the fork is quite low. Like it's two long strips that connect at the base, almost like the hilt of a sword. Yeah. Um, Now, why would you want that over a thing that's just one strip? Does that have some kind of benefit? I will say it's stingier. It's easier to control than something like a, dragon's tongue or dragon or um like a single tail or anything like that which Mm -hmm. like requires a lot to control um or even a flogger with like many tails which is going to be a fairly different sensation but all of that is a little bit harder control this controls 
kind of like a leather paddle. It's got a little bit more swish to it, um, but essentially like a leather paddle, but it has the bite of something really thin and stingy, um, which is quite nice um, and makes a, quite a satisfying sound. Um, oh, and then the, the third pain implement is going to be me or whoever is hurting me. Um, because like f- rough body play, fists, kicking, <laughs> punching, any, anything that they can do with their own body to cause me pain is like, I said, I wasn't ranking anything, but if I was ranking things would probably be number one. Um, You're thinking outside the box on hurt. this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm into a creation kink that, that people are pain implements now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, they're people are using their bodies as implements. It's fine. We'll make it work. Yeah, sounds sounds a little bit more like we're just swinging human beings at <laughs> people. But what you know, your cake is not my cake, but your cake is okay. <laughs> your turn to ask a question. Yes, it is. Uh, top three dirty talk lines. Ooh, feel free to pick if you want to say like. Lines to say or to hear or a mix yeah. or what have you. So I lines feel slightly restrictive, but I'm going to say like categories because I don't know how often I like repeat the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, oh, I mean, like that's a good boy or good boy or anything in that variant, right? Mm-hmm. Any Any mm-hmm. flavor of that is fun to give and makes me utterly melt to receive like that's a given i think um second cluster is probably around making folks come and like making folks come in me um, mm-hmm. and generally that phrasing, mm-hmm. like some flavor of that. Sorry, this is, this feels like it should have had filthier answers. And I'm like, <laughs> no, God, I need to categorize the utter, yeah, like stream of filth that can pour out of my mouth while I'm getting fucked. Your brain's like doing a word cloud. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, hmm, begging for cum goes over here, and, uh, okay, all right, um, and then I'm also realizing I'm doing top f- three based on, like, frequency, not based on, like, single hottest, but it just, this is the easier route, um, mm-hmm. which I think puts the third somewhere around, uh, something along the lines of I want to feel you in my mouth um, Mm. or like something akin to that Mm -hmm. Um, or I want your fucking mouth on me or you know one side or the other of that Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm gonna think of so many filthier things but I (laughs) shit I'm trying to think of the clusters of most frequent because that I guess that just seems like the easiest approach. How are you how are you answering the question? We don't have to answer it the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean my first one is very similar to your first one. It's gotta be a good mm-hmm. girl. It's tattooed yeah. on me. 
love right. to hear that shit. Doesn't really get old. Um, <laughs> another one that's kind of related is like, be good and blank for me. Be a good girl and come mm, for me. Yes, or, or that's really good. Be good and suck my cock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just realized all three of these have the word good in them. <laughs> Looking at, I was, I started making huh. notes. <laughs> I had to keep notes <laughs> because my brain is not working right because of the weed. Yep. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Short term memory is shot, baby. But, uh, yes. the third one is something about feels so good. Um, mm. some description of the person's pleasure. Yeah. That's good shit yeah yeah let's go since it's a celebratory podcast episode um top three ways fans have approached you oh i might do like three like things that i like people to do when approaching me i don't know that i can think of like too many specific instances off the top of my head right i was gonna say i don't know if i can get up to three but i have yeah, I have at least one or two, but I can also ask a different one. No, I, I, I got this okay. one. Uh, I like it when um, people explain how I might know them. And like a mm. good example of this is one time I was at a conference and someone was like, oh, I follow you on Twitter and I like reply to your tweets fairly regularly. And I was like, huh, I don't recognize you at all. And they pulled right. out their phone and showed me their username and avatar and i was like oh you um but also if you want to tell me like a name that i might know you by from whatever online um Mm -hmm. or like i'm the one who sent in that question about whatever like something like that is helpful so i can like orient myself um Mm -hmm. another thing is don't like it when people take pictures of me without asking me yeah that's um, but I do like when people, I, I like when there's a respectful ask to take a picture, um, mm-hmm. which happens occasionally. Uh, <laughs> and um, I feel like everything that's coming to mind for me is stuff that I don't like when people do it. <laughs> <laughs> what we're learning is Kate is an introvert. <laughs> yeah. It's always, I mean, this is like pretty straightforward and obvious but it's always nice for me to hear what my work has meant to somebody like what it has Mm -hmm. done for somebody um like you don't have to get specific or anything but it's it's always helpful to hear like what impact my work is having on people um Especially when times are tough as they are right now and you get to a point where you're like, is this is this even worth doing? Like, why am I doing this? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Even if, like, I don't know, even if it's, like, I really loved XYZ piece, it stood out, you know, like, I needed to hear yeah. that or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have had a lot of interactions with us. We have not had a lot of interactions with you. So if you're able to like point to a specific thing for us to keep talking about or whatever, even that alone is helpful. Yeah. Um, if you're able to be like, this is what stands out about all of the things you've thrown at the internet over the past few years yeah. for me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's It makes us feel warm and fuzzy, but also it's just a helpful conversational tool for the next five minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I feel uh, like I feel like my spouse would say I, f- I feel like I've seen them do this where like if someone were to say to me like oh, I love your podcast, I feel like my spouse would advise me to say, "Really, what do you love about it?" Which mm-hmm. is like it can sound like fishing for compliments, but <laughs> it's actually such a helpful question because yeah, if you know what they <laughs> what they resonate with about it, you can have a better conversation about that, which is probably what both people are going to enjoy more anyway. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm mostly just going to use this to shout out some of my favorite places I have ran into folks from the show, um, which again is going to be categories more than specific instances because apparently I can't even do (laughs) top three properly. See, and the idea was top three because of the 300 thing, which is cute. And also because I'm like, I couldn't do a favorite, but top three, that's reasonable. Nope, not so much. Um, No. (laughs) Nope. So the first shout out is um, to getting approached uh, in bathrooms with people opening. This isn't the place to do this, but I love your show. Anyway, bye. And I say people because it has happened more than once. Uh, and it's a delight every time. Oh, my God. I was this person one time, not with you. Do you remember <laughs> that I was at this conference one time and there was a very famous indie queer porn star um, mm-hmm. line. Uh, they came up to me while I was waiting in line and they were like, is this the line for the bathroom? And I was like, yes. And I, for a second, I was like, ah, should I say something? And then I was like, no, they're just trying to go to the bathroom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it always makes me smile though, because every time they have the look of like, this is a weird place, but also, <laughs> am I gonna run into you again? And it, I'll, I, I would like, you're great. Hello, you're great. That's, and it's just like a delightful surprise when I'm. It has happened at camp at least one, at least several times, um, as well as I think other random bathrooms. Um, <laughs> And then, so the second place that it happens frequently uh, is at play parties, which again, generally a delight. Like, don't come say hi while I'm fucking. That hasn't happened. But like, don't do that. Uh, no, <laughs> oh, thank you. This is not an be... invitation for that. Um, but I mean, like, Maybe it would make you look hotter and cooler to, your, to whoever you're fucking. Though. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. The way I would respond would not. Um <laughs> Um, but, uh, anywho, uh, yeah, no, that's generally always quite fun. Um, I still remember the person who, uh, like, wave, I was a condom fairy somewhere and, like, waved me over for gloves mid-fucking and then was like, thank you. Also, love your podcast. Farewell. Um, <laughs> and they have written in since then. So if you still listen, um, hi, that was delightful. Um, <laughs> I've also just had people come see me when I'm DMing or whatever. Um, and frankly, the Venn diagram of bathroom approaches and play parties does have some crossover. Um, and then the third category I came up with was, uh, Folks who just appear from behind me going, are you back? I heard your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just, in just generally 
queer and sex positive <laughs> spaces. Like that has happened, uh, camp and play parties and, you know, just assorted gay shenanigans I find myself at. <laughs> um, but that's always also like, I don't know, funny and delightful. Cause I forget to what extent y'all know me voice first. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, y'all have seen my face, presumably. I put a lot of it on the internet, but, like, <laughs> mostly I'm a voice in your ears. Hmm. And that's weird and neat. Tripping. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it must be weird suddenly hearing it out in the wild. Anyway, I'm high and thinking about it now. <laughs> God, ask me another question. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, top three fantasy threesomes. Ooh. Oh no. There are too many people on this list that I know. I need to <laughs> limit it to celebrities and fictional characters. Yeah, 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 I do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Running into that MySpace top eight situation again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love it. Um Okay, I have three answers that I think are important and inspired. Good, Um, I want to hear them. First of all, Sherlock and John, of course, from the BBC Mm -hmm. adaptation. Right, I just feel like there's a very intense dynamic going on in there. (laughs) Like, even if they're not fucking, there's a lot happening. They're basically Mm -hmm. in a DS dynamic, which is hot. Um, John is like patient and kind and sweet and cares about people's pleasure, presumably. And Sherlock is just like cold and calculating and dominant Mm -hmm. and obsessive. And it just seems very fun. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, the characters from the L word that I think are the hottest Shane and Bet. I mm-hmm. I don't know like how much they would want to hook up with each other, just the two of them, because they're that's a pretty intensely top for top uh, situation. But maybe they right. Wanna, but if you're in the middle of that, yeah. If if they have a pretty subby femme to co top, right. I think there's that a that's bottom to share. So that's just wonderful. Yeah. That's good shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Shane's in a strap on and Bet is like bossing us around. Yes, primo. Yeah. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, and this one's weird. I don't know if you have seen the cartoon television show Daria. I've seen episodes, yes. Okay, so my favorite character, Jane, is mm-hmm. the coolest. And <laughs> I would want to have a threesome with her and her brother. <laughs> is that weird to, 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 I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would be allowed. chill with it. Her brother is named Tom and he's like a really cool slacker burnout rock star guy (laughs) nice i get that and jane is like a sarcastic dry-witted artist uh with a great asymmetrical angular haircut like it's just (laughs) they're both babes yeah no they sound hot (laughs) um so i went to things i have been watching because i'm thirsty lately I doubt this, but have you seen The Take on Netflix? Mm, No. Should I? Okay. Yes. It's uh, a, like, it's an action movie. Um, But it stars Idris Elba 
and one of the Stark boys, the one that gets uh, red wedding. Um, it's fine. Rob, there we go. I was like, sober me <laughs> fucking does. It's fine. Um, couldn't tell you the actor's name. But anyway, <laughs> Rob Stark is a pretty pickpocket. And Idris Elba is a big, scary CIA agent. Hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> who hunts him down and takes him to his secret interrogation room in his house that is like, soundproof and exists behind a secret wall which i'm making it sound like a larger plot point than it is because it's just hot um uh and among other things just the the little stark boy makes terrified eyes the whole time and idris elba is big and scary the whole time um and it's very good um, if you just want to be thirsty for that whole energy. Anyway, I'm watching it this afternoon now. Um, but I would be in the middle of that. Certainly, yes. Um, I would... Um, I'm sitting here staring at Good Omens on my bookshelf. And, like, both of my an- my next two answers are, frankly, probably going to come from my bookshelf. Because, <laughs> um, like, I would absolutely fuck Crowley. And, like, Aziraphale's a sweetheart. And also, I would just enjoy seeing them fuck each other. So I would be in the middle of that threesome from Good Omens. Um, and the Sunstone comics are fantastic. Uh. Gay yeah. kinky comics. I remember those. Yeah. Didn't expect many cis women to be on this list, <laughs> frankly. Um, <laughs> but like, oh, well, there is that the person that Mercy is about now. I'm forgetting his name because I haven't read it in a minute. I would pr- probably. <sighs> Yo, I don't know. I would have a threesome with like some people from Sunstone. I would go to the club, <laughs> the sex club there, and cruise and pick up pretty much any any collection of the main cast and be fairly happy. <laughs> um, that's going to be my number three. Anyway, rereading those two. Nice. Is that three? Good. That's three. I think so, three. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Look at me go. All right, this is a fun one. Top three senses to play with. Hmm. And this one, I think order does matter. Yeah, I think hearing is number one for me. That's like mm-hmm. kind of the sexiest one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the most power to turn me on or turn me off. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I would say sight mostly because I like to be blindfolded. Like I'm blindfolded Mm. during sex fairly often. Um, Mm -hmm. It really helps me relax and be less worried about what I look like and what Mm -hmm. my face is doing and stuff. Um, I don't know that I want to be played with with regards to taste and smell all that much. I kind of want to know what I'm getting into in that regard. Fair. I guess you could take a pretty broad definition of what it means to play with a sense for this question. But yeah, I think that the third one would be 
touch as in like maybe not being allowed to touch certain things or just like being touched in particular ways. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm taking fairly broad definitions of mm-hmm. them. Um, like just my favorite senses to engage with sexually and in a kink context, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna say touch actually first, um, which I didn't expect when I first started thinking about it, but mm. I like deeply enjoy touch as just like, I find physical chemistry really important in like, both sex and kink and like like playing with touch both in like flirty and cuddly and that sort of way and like um yeah so I'm actually gonna say that and also like touch encompasses all kinds of filthy sexy things as well and like seems like the predictable first but I was also like yeah I don't know uh I think probably there and then sound just for dirty talk and i just love the sounds people make mm-hmm. like they're really good yeah they um, are really good. <laughs> it's true um and then uh three is probably um Oh God, I have forgotten every sense that exists, every sense that I've listed so far. Jesus Christ, lost the thread entirely. Uh, you, have, you have smell, said, taste, and sight left. Smell, taste, sight. Thank you. That's the one I had. I was like, <laughs> I, I just, Jesus Christ. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and third, I'm going to say sight. Um, both for like, I also like playing with blindfolds and things because I'm a person who gets overwhelmed easily and, uh, taking away my sight is one of the easiest ways to avoid that. Cause mm-hmm. like having to look around is a lot often, mm-hmm. um, or like not having to, <laughs> having to look around, but like seeing what is happening is so hot that it is many, many more points of stimulation and on an already overwhelmed brain, so I avoid it, and blindfolds help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also the other side of that, uh, one of the reasons I get into I got into porn is like I'm an exhibitionist, so I like being seen, and also I like, um, I like creatively get off on filming sex. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I film the sex I have for work, and. When I'm fucking my partner recreationally, sometimes I look down and say, where the fuck is my phone? I need you to see what you look like right now and film a thing. And often it winds up on the internet. But, like, I get off on that, too, the, like, process of looking at a thing and being like, this is really hot. How do I frame this so I'm capturing it in a way that is, like, you know, it's it, it makes all the, like, creative, artistic parts of my brain happy while also being really hot and, like, I'm fucking. So that's just great baseline, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Got lost in that answer for a bit. Yeah. 
Okay, let's keep it simple for the next one. How about your top three vibrators? Magic wand. Mm-hmm. Um, rechargeable, if we're going to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a new one desperately. Is it rattling? Uh, it rattles. I I do a lot of like death grip with my thighs while grinding on it, so the neck is really not the most stable at this point, um, <laughs> and the battery is a little like sometimes it just craps out on me periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it years and used it damn near daily. Like it has. It has served me well, and it is on its last legs. Uh, I'm embarrassed to bring it out when I have guests over. I'm like, I don't have a magic wand. (laughs) Um, So magic wand. uh, I will say the iconic wand is my second go-to, frankly. By Jimmy Jane. Yeah. I don't think they make it anymore. Yeah, that's a bummer. It, like... I mean, I would probably say get the Magic Wand Mini at this point in its stead. Um, but it was... Is it's it not, not as good. It's not as good. No. I haven't held one yet. Mm. It's its not as rumbly. Mm. Yeah, the Iconic Wand was like a little sleeker than mm-hmm. the Magic Wand. So I like using it on camera a bit more. And was like decently rumbly up to the lower settings of the Magic Wand. Like it couldn't compete on the highest setting. But like... Yeah. It, it when I use the magic wand on like two or three most days, um, the iconic wand will do the job. Um, really, the only two that I use regularly. So I'm wanting to like give a shout out to like <laughs> something like the tango or something that I used to use a lot. <laughs> um, a shout and out. do not anymore. <laughs> shout out. In case you're listening, Tango, we love you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's funny because two of ours are the same. I um, mean the magic wand, right? Yeah. The magic wand is my second fave and the Tango, mm-hmm. specifically the new Tango X is my third mm. fave. But my number one fave vibrator of all time is the Erosolator. Right, um, right, right which is like an Erosolator, but Eros. It's a weird name. It's a very weird-looking toy. Um, But I've had one on my nightstand pretty much for like 10 years. Like I have had to replace it a few times, but uh, it just provides like a different quality of stimulation that nothing else really does. And Mm -hmm. uh, like the orgasms are actually better for me. So... Mm-hmm. I use it a lot. I use it probably like 90 to 95% of the time. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and if you're mentioning the Tango, I can mention like a little bit of a cheat, but I'll say the Satisfier Curve. I think that's the, that's the, like, that's one of theirs, right? That exists. Mm, maybe. I can't picture well, it, but. Mm. I have a thing that Satisfier gave me free, and it's great. Um, <laughs> oh, the oh uh, the curvy. I think it's yeah. I think it's called the curvy. Yeah, it's it's like kind of C shaped, and it comes yeah. to kind of a point at one end, and it's suction. I like that one it, too. Yeah, it does vibrate, and it's suction based. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of the like suctiony pressure wave kind of things. Yeah, um, and I like haven't enjoyed 
many of them, but this one works quite well on my bits now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some of them, not to brag, but some of them are a little too small. Um, <laughs> Uh, but this one fits pretty well uh, and is, like, great and distinctly different from a vibrator. Um, mm. So, like, I do sometimes pull that out for fun uh, if I want something, like, different. Anyway, using that later, too. This is just, this is just <laughs> reminding me all the things I enjoy. <laughs> I'm planning that- my afternoon for me. You should, uh, I wish Layla would send you the Sila, which is their pressure wave toy that has like, I think the biggest opening on the market right now. Mm. Um, Cause it's gotten good reviews from a couple of trans mask reviewers who I know. I should try it because honestly, um, this one like fits, but like barely if i'm at my biggest Mm -hmm. um like there are times when it is uncomfortably small um so like that would be good to try i don't know if layla's gonna send it to me to make porn with though which is really what i do mostly these days (laughs) i do have an i have an extra one that i only tested a few times to review it but it's the one that has I forget what they, the cruise control thing that Lalo does where it just, when you press it against your body, it's supposed to like randomly get stronger, mm. but it doesn't actually work right. So it just sort of is erratic. Right. Does it turn that off? No, you can't disable <laughs> that, that mode. Do all, wait, so do all of the models have it or does only that one? No, it's just, oh, okay. there's the Sila and then there's the Sila cruise. Ah, and okay. I have both and only get the original <laughs> anybody right, listening yeah. to this. Like the cruise is so bad because of this fatal flaw. But anyway. Yeah. I Layla always gets caught up in the gimmicks. Like, I know. There's no still. need. Just continue no need. to make your good toy that gets good reviews. Why do you have to make a shittier version of it and charge more? Right. <sighs> okay. So what are your top three places you would want to do kinky things? Ooh. Um, I think I've said this probably on several episodes, but I still would really like to have sex or something on a stage or like on the set of a play. Mm-hmm. Don't know quite how that would ever happen, but um, Maybe I, I just need to date more um, act, actors who have after-hour access. That's a very hard phrase to say. <laughs> Jesus that is. Christ. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to attempt it again. Uh, yeah, I just think that that would be hot. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it would be like a kinky play. So there's like a St. Andrew's Cross or something on the stage. We mm-hmm. use that. Love that. Um, second one... I hear that Amsterdam's really, like, kinky and, like, wild party town. Mm, Okay. So that kind of came to mind as, like, I don't know where I would be exactly, but that seems like a cool place to, like, go to a kink club or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this is an idea I would only have while high, but there's there's a writer's retreat called a hedgebrook that's for women Mm. only that i've like applied to before and haven't gotten into and would really like to go to someday um Mm -hmm. where you get to stay in this little cottage on this little island 
uh, off of the Seattle coast or something like that. Um, Cute. And and just like work on your on your writing. And there's like very limited internet access there. But I was thinking about like, what if my partner like pre-wrote me a list of like assignments per day while mm. I was there? Or I had to like keep a log of like, mm-hmm. how many words did you write today? And like, how many orgasms did you have today? And like stuff like that to That's bring fun. back to them. So that even if we couldn't yeah. like, be in communication it could still um like they could still be like dominating me yeah you still have that that feel of control and stuff yeah yeah those are some very weird answers (laughs) that's okay i'm i'm starting us off with disney world so (laughs) yeah um simply because like i truly i don't know what circumstances with which i'd be able to get away with something like now in Mm -hmm. like it practically yeah um so that's like always on the bucket list of just (laughs) my my fun of fucking in public is never the risk of getting caught it is always the thrill of getting away with it some like Mm -hmm. somewhere I absolutely shouldn't be able to but I was certain I could so I did yeah um that's more fun for me yeah um so somewhere like Disney that is so strictly controlled is kind of top of that list uh in terms of fun and you know i'm a nerd um also uh you talking about um on like stage after hours at a play made me think of uh on stage during a concert or something um like yeah during a show in general but just like imagining the energy of a concert combined with the energy of bottoming to a scene mm-hmm. right like getting beat while a band is playing there like that'd mm-hmm. be fucking neat um don't know how i ever arranged that but that'd be fucking cool <laughs> um and then oh, i had so many third options and was couldn't decide between any of them and now they're all gone <laughs> wow look at that just magic um outdoors is always a winner but that's a it's boring as an answer. I could fuck outdoors all the time. Um, <laughs> unlocked a whole category of like realistic sets for role plays, and now I have so many options. Oh, um, true. Yeah, uh, I'm think probably I'm gonna go with some sort of like creepy abandoned warehouse that has <laughs> like stuff yeah. that you can trust as hard points and that sort of things, mm. simply for like the kinds of stuff I could shoot there and the difficulty in getting access to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty high on a bucket list. It seems fairly doable. Um, but also on that list are uh, like any flavor of creepy abandoned place, frankly. Um, abandoned amusement <laughs> parks are so cool. Um, or like an actual somewhat working like doctor's office or um like classroom or something like that again oh 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 no a fucking locker room god <laughs> i want to do kick That's shit what in I thought locker you were room say so bad i forgot play. they existed yeah locker rooms number three how about top three other podcasts Ooh. okay um I've been listening to so much maintenance phase lately. Um, like, love that show. They, 
Yeah, they are my comfort voices, so just kind of listen to it on loop sometimes. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Um, <laughs> but I love maintenance phase. Um, and second one I'm going to do You're Wrong About, which is the one that I was listening to more or less on loop prior to this. Um, I guess I should talk about what they're about, uh, maintenance <laughs> phase. <laughs> uh, maintenance phase goes through um, popular health and diet and like wellness trends and does deep dives into the research behind them and mostly debunks them. Um, It's a sister podcast to You're Wrong About, which does the same thing for pop culture uh, and like crimes of mostly the 90s, but the assorted past. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them are great. I adore them. Um, and then this is a sex podcast, so I should probably mention one of those. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say all that and Mo, which is from Molina Williams, who I fucking adore, um, and would listen to her talk about damn near anything. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out as well. Yeah, I would also have maintenance phase and you're wrong about on my list but in the interest of doing something different i will just say (laughs) i do love them but i'll say some other ones um my spouse has a great podcast called absolutely crushed that is very well produced and fun and it's they talk to guests about their celebrity or fictional crush and it just gets very Mm -hmm. cute and um even sometimes like philosophical and (laughs) sociological psychological just gets really interesting um Another one is Dead Eyes, which is uh, produced or done by a guy named Connor Ratliff, who's a New York comedian, and he was uh, abruptly fired from a production he was supposed to be in in like the early 2000s, I think, uh, and Tom mm. Hanks was the director and was the person who fired him and said that it was because he had dead eyes. And so this podcast is Connor trying to solve the mystery of what exactly happened there. Um, so he just interviews a bunch of different people related to that day and, uh, other people who have stories of disappointment in show business and stuff. It's it's very well produced and very funny. Um, and then, yeah, I'll throw another, I'll throw an actual like sex and king podcast on here as well, which is off the cuffs, which is, uh, produced Mm -hmm. by friends of ours. And, uh, I think that they are having some of the most like in-depth, uh, fascinating conversations about kinks and fetishes. Uh, and I learn so much from them about like really niche fetishes that you just don't see that much coverage of comparatively mm-hmm. in, the, in the sex podcast space. So yeah, big fan of them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What is your top three favorite ways of flirting? Hmm. I'm a big fan of the thing where you just say out loud that you're flirting with them. Like mm-hmm, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, hey, this is really fun flirting with you. Or like, I have to go say hi to my friend, but can I come back later and flirt with you more? Like, just say mm-hmm. the word. I think that that's like adorable and helpful in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the subby flirt. And like one of my favorite ways of doing that is if someone says anything that could be construed as a command rather than a suggestion, I'll be like, is that an order? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, with an angel emoji or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if it's via text. 
<laughs> if it's mm-hmm. if it's in person, my face just becomes an angel emoji. <laughs> um, it's true. You should see it happen. <laughs> And then a third thing. Um, Wild how it becomes two-dimensional and everything. <laughs> oh, I mean, I also just like to flirt in a way that's just like complimenting people. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if you've never said to someone before, you're cute or like you're hot or you're a total babe, and then you say that to them, like uh, that tends to, you know, provoke a response and communicate something about what you're feeling and mm-hmm. uh it's really simple i don't like styles of flirting that are really preoccupied with trying to seem subtle and like you're not flirting or trying to seem mm-hmm. like that's just how you talk like i like it when it's obvious that i'm flirting with someone <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you think yeah i agree i like i do like I don't like flirting that is caught up with, like, pretending to seem, like, disaffected or disinterested or, like, you know, whatever. I do like sometimes elaborate banter. Mm -hmm. Like, the kind of flirting that feels a little bit like mental gymnastics sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, like, on that list is definitely the flavor of flirting that is, like, setting someone else up. To take mm-hmm. the move and say a thing, <laughs> right? Um, like, I mean, this is easy because of my job. Simply mentioning in passing that nudes exist <laughs> and then looking over to see what the next thing they say is, <laughs> right? Um, anything like that, um, I like... Uh, I like for the fun of the mental gymnastics of, like... How can we play with this banter um, in like word games kind of ways? And also, like, how can I say this sentence in a way that could elicit a flirt from them if if they wanted to take said opportunity? Right, shit like that is just fun for my brain that has too much energy sometimes. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, I like. I enjoy it because it gives them, like, they can simply not take the bait, which is great for early on with flirting, Mm -hmm. um, where, like, I'm not always sure if we're flirting. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's the kind of flirt that you can, like, just drop and keep it moving and just gauge the temperature afterwards and see if we're going to approach that topic again or or just move on, right? Um, I also, like... I think the, like, hey, can I come back and flirt with you later flavor of flirt falls in the category of just, like, being really meta about the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, A thing I will do often if I'm getting, like, flustered when flirting with someone, which happens often, um, is that I will, like, if I am literally scrambling for something to say and, like, having that moment of, Oh God, I look like like uh what do I I'm just standing here blue screening or whatever. I will pull the like, sorry, you're really hot, and I just I've lost all ability to speak, I guess. I'm just gonna sit here and ramble until I find the thread of what I was talking about again. Uh, hang on just a second. Right. Um getting really candid and meta about what I'm experiencing in a way that compliments them and is hopefully kind of funny. Yeah. Um but 
you know, also gets me through whatever nervousness I'm feeling around flirting. So that's a big one. I go to that a lot. Um, and just getting meta around flirting in general. Um, and the third one is just going to be touch. Like if Mm. this is a person who I already like have a relationship where I touch them somewhat like, you know, that, that consent is there. Um, finding extra opportunities to touch folks. Like I'm going to lean around you and put my hand on your back when I reach to grab this thing. Right. Or I'm going to sit just close enough that our legs are brushing and that sort of thing. And that kind of like electricity that comes with doing that, especially with someone new that you're playing with or that like you don't always get to touch is a delightfully fun flavor of flirting. (laughs) Yeah. It's good shit. That was fun to say too. (laughs) Let's do top three kinks you were surprised you had. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, hmm. It's a good one, I say, as I don't do it, uh, <laughs> as I don't have answers. Um, I mean, water sports is probably almost certainly on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... <sighs> So here's the thing, this kinks you're surprised you had is always rough for me because one of the first kinks of mine that I discovered was taboo um, and being into the stuff that is on the edges of what either society and or I am comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. Like hanging out in those right around that line is a thing that turns me on. So I spend most of my (laughs) kink life looking at all of the stuff in the distance going, well, shit, I guess we'll get there one day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there's not much that I'm like, wow, really? You're into that? I'm like, no, it grossed me out once, so I'm into it now. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) That tracks for who I am. But I would say that I would say – I think there are versions of me that would be surprised with the kind, like, the amount of topping that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, feet's probably on the list because I've been not into them for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. But I think for the third thing, I'm going to go with some flavor of monster fucking and, like, alien fucking like role play type stuff and like mm-hmm. inhuman stuff. Um, I do a lot of alien role play lately and just like have been drawn to more and more porn and other erotic content with like assorted monsters and mythical creatures, um, which like seems like the kind of thing I would have noticed I was into in high school. Cause I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> And I've never really been particularly drawn to it, um, but I think mostly it is often a size thing and a manifestation of, like, corruption stuff Mm -hmm. Um, that, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's not the monster thing. It's the giant, scary, inhuman thing that <laughs> is more important. But anyway, I'll spend some more time unpacking that and figure out where all that goes at some point. <laughs> yeah. Huh. What are your three? Um, 
I think one of them has to be hypnosis. Like, it's not really something I ever sexualized before I met my partner. But then, as often happens, it just seemed much hotter to me knowing that they were into it. And I found it really fun to combine with my kinks around submission and intoxication and bondage and, you know, lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is trampling. I was very concerned when I was younger with not wanting to feel degraded in kink Mm -hmm. and not wanting to do things that were like traditionally read as degrading. And so like that was definitely one that surprised me. But I think that it relates a lot to why I find bondage hot. Like I think just the sensation of being like compressed or restrained is like inherently hot to me. Um, It's quite good. Yeah, and then another one is cuckolding. Um, mm. This was so strange because, like, in my normal everyday life, whenever I would encounter stuff about it, I would never really have much of a response. But then it's, like, right. it's become, a like, not super frequent, but, like, semi-occasional, like, um, recurring theme in my fantasies over the past few years mm. um, in various different ways. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't really know like exactly what my deal is with regards to that yet. But right, like how does it? Where where in that scenario do you, like how do you see it playing out? Where do you see yourself? I'm the person doing the cucking. I'm the person right. who's like that person's dick is way bigger and better than yours. <laughs> um, usually. I guess there's, uh-huh. like, different configurations that I fantasize about, but, like, that's usually, yeah, which is odd because, like, that's not even really my style of dominance typically. Like, I'm right. not usually that much into humiliating people or, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that flavor just does it, huh? Yeah. Mm. Who nice. knows why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sending in those questions, folks. And thank you for joining us for this 300th episode of The Dildorks. Um, I'm just so glad to have been doing this show with you for this long. It's really wild. I know. I'm really proud of us <laughs> and everything that we did. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking bonkers. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been Kate Sloan. You can find me online at katesloan.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. I have two books. They're called 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do and 200 Words to Help You Talk About Sexuality and Gender. So high, I almost forget the names of my books, but it's okay. We got the muscle memory. Um, And where's your stuff, friend? (laughs) I'm Bex. You can find my writing and information about my workshops at bextalksex.com. I just posted all of the workshops for September and October, so go over there and uh, follow the links to get tickets to those. You do need to follow the links directly to get to the ticket sales for any of my workshops now because uh, Eventbrite made them private because they're I'm a horny, horny pervert talking about filthy, filthy sex things on the internet. And we can't do that publicly. Uh, So, yeah. So go to bextalksex.com. In the sidebar, I have my schedule there. You can click the links over there. Uh, I also have all of the workshops listed on FetLife if you want to find Sex over there. Um, I'm also extremely naked on the internet. If you go to billylore.com or 
at Billy Lore on Twitter, Billy Lore underscore on Instagram. I would love to have you over there. I'm doing a lot more on Instagram as Billy these days. Um, and it is also my tiniest platform. So it feels like it's just me and my friends hanging out, but I'd love to have some of y'all uh, come hang out with me over there on Instagram. And that's at Billy Lore underscore, like I said. Uh, together we're the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks. We're also at thedildorks.com and at patreon.com slash the Dildorks, which is where you go to get access to our exclusive Discord for listeners of the show, which is almost at a hundred members at this point. I don't know if you saw. Amazing. Um, we are getting up there. Yeah. Uh, and we've got like, I don't know, some cool conversations happening in there. Uh, and then at $12 a month, you get access to our Patreon-only bonus episodes, which is, uh, I was going to say usually more relaxed than this show, but this episode, um, maybe not so much. <laughs> uh, but in general, it's where we talk about some of the more personal stuff and some of the sexier stuff going on in our lives. Uh, so come join us for that for $12 a month. I want to say thank you to our top-tier Patreon supporters. Thank you to Nat. Stabitha Christie, MB, Amelia, and Argo. We really appreciate the support. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Number 300. Loading my pipe on the podcast feels very ASMR. Hot tip, the MR and ASMR stands for marijuana. I'm not even high yet. That was just a bad joke. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Who are you talking to? Hello. I was yelling to you in hopes that you could hear me, but I could not hear you. It was just mumbly. I couldn't, oh, couldn't understand I was saying I, I shall return momentarily. Um, I just realized I had to take an extra second to clean the glass a little bit because it was gross. And by gross, I mean had a tiny little bit of resin on it because I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I just buy a new pipe when my pipe gets too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I clean mine with like actual bong, like glass cleaner and stuff once a day and try to once like a day. wipe oh. it with pipe cleaners and swap out the water every time I fill the bowl. But I truly could never. That's unfathomable I'm, to me. <laughs> I know I'm like this. It's just we have different brains. I just like that yeah. type of task. Just I, my brain is like, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> and I find it like deeply satisfying. Like it's yeah. the kind of task that like when I build shit like that into my day, it gets the momentum wheel rolling and mm -hmm. they feel like little accomplishments that make me feel capable of bigger ones. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to do drugs. Yep. I can't believe I still have to edit and send off a piece after this, but that's on me. I 
didn't wake up and start working till like noon, so. <clears throat> I think I've done all the drugs I'm going to do. Or should I do another one? I don't know. Try to like mentally assess my brain space and be like, am I funny yet? <laughs> <laughs> I posted on Instagram this email I got from like a spam person who was trying to place a guest post on my site mm -hmm. and their posts are about laser pointers and I wrote them back and I was like I don't I don't blog about this I never have <laughs> not even once so I posted the screenshots on uh, on Instagram and our friend Dan replied and was like you know you could always use the laser pointer to point out the clit for a partner who can't find it I was like fuck that's brilliant though <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> you just need to be really, really careful to make sure that your cat isn't in the room when you're doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Clit, not cat. Pussy, not pussy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I do think that the weed has kicked in. <laughs> Good. Making pussy puns. We are ready to go. Yeah. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Um, in my in my article on balls that I was writing today, the first section is called "Get the Ball Rolling with a Conversation." <laughs> you really are great. living your dream job, aren't you? I am. I am. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I should have been planning the next question. <laughs> it's, it's my okay. turn. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Remember how you said you like editing this show? Not this week. <laughs> Um, I'll just be high when I edit it. It's fine. Yeah. Good. You'll find me funny then, too. <laughs> um...